Culture Kings. Culture Kings. Culture Kings. What's up, what's up, what's up? It is November 2nd, 2020 when this is coming out. This is Culture Kings. I'm Jackie Neal. I'm Edgar Mopas here. Uh, we're starting this off a little differently because we, even though this is dropping on our main feed and it's not a bonus episode, uh, it is a special episode to us, an important episode we feel because uh, the parameters of this episode are truly going to be mostly reaching for today and tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is election day. So if you're listening to this after election day, uh, I still think there's good. We, we hopefully will talk about some good shit that uh, needs to be addressed and known and felt and heard for the future because elections don't end and fight is not over, regardless of the results of election day. Uh, but as of right now, we are talking to you with the intention that you are listening to this on Monday or Tuesday and that you are getting your ass out to vote. Um, yeah, you know, it's weird, man. I, I'm going to jump right in and say this. I have been following presidential elections since Bush Gore. So that's 2000. Um, mm-hmm. This is my fifth presidential election that I am legally able to participate in as a voter. Um, I have done things in the past, you know, in 04, I didn't do anything. This is your, this is your fifth presidential election that you can legally participate in as a voter. Yeah. 04, 08, 12, 16, 20. Damn. (laughs) Um, God damn, Jaquise. I don't know how old you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's why I was thinking about that too. It's just like, I'm, I'm only 34, but... I couldn't vote in 08. That's wild. Yeah, dude. That was my second election. That was my I missed second. 08 by a year. A yeah, year? I missed 08 by a, by a, like a couple months. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 04 was my first election. Bush Carey. Um, it was and we wild. all know how you voted. Uh, <laughs> w all day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's so I cute. He's a we, painter now. We owe W an apology. <laughs> All right. Looking back, I was, w I was, wasn't so bad. You know, I was listening to I was listening to some W speeches uh a couple months ago and I was like, we really said this nigga couldn't like this nigga could talk eloquently compared to the president. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd just trip on himself a lot. Like he would just like really trip on his words, like yeah. that very famous uh He would say wow Fool shit. me once, shame on you, <laughs> fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> that shit is that shit is like an Einstein philosophy compared to what we hear right yeah. now. Uh, is wild. The two thousands election was also like the one where like, and I wouldn't say that I followed them as intensely as I have been since sixteen, but I became interested in politics from the two thousands election. I was yeah. in D.C. the night when the Supreme Court decided uh, that George Bush had won that election. Yeah. Yeah, and that and you know that that election has a lot to do with what we're about to deal with right now in many ways. Mm. Uh, you know, one major way is three people that were on the team that handed Bush 
that or that will work in the hand Bush that election are now in the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, including the last two uh, justices that got inducted in. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. And listen, I didn't do anything in 04. I was in college. I was a freshman in college. Um, I canvassed and, and phone banked and all that good stuff in 08. Some in 12. Um, I didn't do anything in 16. I didn't donate a penny. I didn't call. I didn't text. I didn't do anything. Um, you were upset. You were upset. I was upset. And listen, it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with me thinking Hillary shouldn't be the nominee. Cause I, and listen, this may be, I'm going to say this honestly, because I know we have a lot of progressives that listen to this show. Um, I am not on the train of, I am still, in many ways, and maybe this has to change, but I am on the train that once the primary is over, if the person I voted for didn't get the fucking nomination, then the choice that I need to make is between the candidates that are on the ticket. Um, I've always thought that I understand the anger. I'm not knocking the anger. I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't feel that way. Uh, but personally, as a voter, my attention shifts to figure out, okay, what are the best options Mm. based on the options that are presented to me? Mm -hmm. And in that election, Hillary Clinton was the best option (laughs) based on the option that was presented to us. I'm not saying I liked it. I didn't vote for her in the primary. I wanted Bernie to win, but, um... You know, that was that. Same with this one. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. At all. I wouldn't have. I had no interest. I didn't want him to get the nomination. Um, But Joe Biden is a nominee. He's a nominee. And his opponent is the incumbent president. And this is a crazy election, man. We, We get this term thrown out quite a bit. The most important election of our lifetime. And I don't know if that is necessarily always the case. Um, I, I guess every election is important because it's what's in front of you. But, you know, I would say that this election feels more important <laughs> than the last few, uh, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking, Edgar? You know, uh, um, I've been watching a lot of these NBA ripple effect videos, which is really, really fascinating and can be very heartbreaking as a Knicks fan. But it's essentially how you can watch a move like, for example, uh, Jason Williams didn't show up to practice one day and it caused a fight between Shaq and Pat Riley, where Pat Riley was like, fuck you Shaq and Shaq was just like bitch you need me and Pat Riley was like oh really you think I need you he's like yeah bitch and if you don't need me you can send me away and what ended up happening because of that fight is Shaq got traded away to the Cleveland Cavaliers and in that trade was a pick and that pick ended up being the number one pick that allowed uh, Kyrie Irving to join the Cavs and thus signaled LeBron James returning to the Cavaliers later to win that 2016 championship. Mm-hmm. And watching that those videos was uh, 
fascinating to see these ripple effects that um that can happen when you're not paying attention to certain things right and i think i think about that in terms of 2008 we were on a high with Barack Obama winning and i want to say that democrats kind of took their foot off the gas mm-hmm. a little bit in terms of caring about smaller elections and we lost the house and the senate for yeah, two a years while later. for, for a, a while yeah and then now you look at the cost of that right i think about that with ruth bader ginsburg not retiring and you see the effects of that and i i think i've become a lot more focused on these minute moves these minute details that we miss at times that have these ripple effects for for years and someone who i think is keenly aware of that is mitch mcconnell where to me it seems as if he's very aware of the fact that they could lose this election and i i i want to speak in no certain terms because shit tuesday who knows what the fuck is gonna happen uh, if we're being 100% honest, I don't think there's a goddamn person on this earth who can say for certain what happens on Tuesday. If yeah. on Tuesday, Jesus Christ himself came back as a 72-foot man and started break dancing on 1600 pen, I would be like, yeah, man, that makes sense to me. Anything's fucking possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything's fucking possible, bro. Like, yeah, that makes sense to me. So I think... Because of that, you're seeing these conservatives make these moves that will have these effects for years. And I see that with the Supreme Court justice thing of being like, shit, we may lose the legislative branch. We may lose the executive branch, but we're not going to be out this shit. They have the judiciary. They have the judiciary branch for which is how long? Like, we don't even know how long. We don't even know how long, which is. If we're being honest, the judiciary branch is probably the most important branch of the in terms of longstanding of in terms of longstanding effects on this country. One hundred percent, exactly because and they affect the laws. Presidents come and go, you know. Senators come and go. Laws are forever, right? Yep. I mean, well, unless the judiciary branch decides they're not exactly like, <laughs> like yeah, shit. Like, what do you think about some of like the crazier laws on the books that? Have recently, like, uh, for example, I think we talked about this on the pod before, maybe jokingly, but Loving versus Virginia, which is like interracial marriage got struck down in what, like the late 60s, early mm-hmm. 70s? That's mm-hmm. crazy to me. That's crazy yeah. to me. But, uh, uh, you know, um, or how, you know, voting rights got kind of gutted in like the late aughts because of the courts. And it's not even just, I think we're over-focused on the Supreme Court. Trump has appointed 200-plus judges yeah. in his four years. And I guess for me, when we use this rhetoric such as the most important election of all time and all this, I I, I want, I, I, I yearn for a way for us to make the little stuff sexy because the little stuff is what ends up being the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I've had this perspective in the NBA because as a Knicks fan, you can trace all of our picks to these really crazy moves and they all end up being stars on other people's teams or yeah. missed picks. For example, we didn't take Steph Curry or like stuff like that. Like you can like do all this shit. And I, I, I just wonder how do we make Americans interested 
in the tiniest of moves? Um, I think for me, and I, I 100% agree with that because, you know, in 16, the biggest stuff, the biggest things that I worried about was exactly this right now. Uh, it's upsetting that even today, and Biden kind of mentioned it at the last debate, said it briefly, but it's upsetting that even today, the Democratic side of the election, of the electorate, doesn't drive home the fact that Mitch McConnell not only blocked Obama's last Supreme Court justice, he also blocked over 100 judge seats throughout the fucking country. Yeah. 100. Yeah. That is by design. Yeah. That's by design. While passing 200 for Trump. Yes. 200 plus, yeah. The fact that we didn't know that, <laughs> we didn't know that in 2016. Like, we, I was worried about the Supreme Court because I could see two. I could see two uh, justices, you know? And, and you know, listen, if I'm being real, it's sad, but were we really surprised Ruth, you know, died? <laughs> like, no. I we knew she we knew she was gonna die in mm-hmm. Trump's first term probably, mm-hmm. and if not his first term, the term right after you know so like these, the fact that this these aren't important I for me, I feel like as voters we only look at what's right in front of us right, we don't have the progressive uh, people we want these these are the things that are wrong right now da 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 da. da. That is 100% true. Can I push back against that? Uh, I want to push back against that. And not well, that I... Well, let me, let me say this and then yeah. push back all you want. And I'm going to push back, baby. I, I'm going to push back. <laughs> I think the things for me that are really telling that I wish we thought about more is that we can fight for all the progressive movement and, and all the progressive policies that we want but the fact that all these judges are conservative judges means that the likelihood of these things, they've been fighting Obamacare for 10 fucking years. Can you imagine, like, no, any progressive thing that comes into law is going to be fought. And they are more equipped to strike down all these well-intentioned laws that we want to go pass in the Congress, in the courts, than ever before. And that's the shit that I wish we cared about and knew as we went into these votes when they say elections have consequences, that's a cliched phrase. But the consequences of elections are the things that we don't think about. Like Trump just appointed 200 plus judiciary uh, judges. Like that's a big consequence. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, what I want to push back against is, so you bring up the Obamacare and I'm really happy that you brought up, brought up, brought that up. Mm-hmm. The term Obamacare itself is kind of the point that I want to make. You ask an average voter in the middle of the country, do you like Obamacare? They'll say no, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you ask them if they like the Affordable Health Care Act, what will they say? They'll say yeah. Okay, right? So to me, that shows me that the issue isn't with voters in and of themselves. It has to do with the information that is being distributed mm-hmm. and 
I, I think to blame voters, and it, and I kind of felt the same way with the coronavirus in terms of us getting people, uh, in terms of us getting upset at people going out and partying and doing all these things. We're just like, fuck those people. And it's just like, well, what are these people being told? Mm-hmm. What are they being informed? And let's be honest, you didn't know about those judges, right? Like you didn't know about the 100 judges that McConnell blocked. No. You're a smart ass nigga. You're not. You know, like you're not someone who people would dismiss as ignorant or, you know, conservative who only believes whatever Trump tells him. You're not that kind of person. And yet you didn't know why. And I believe it's because we live in a world where the media is constantly only feeding us the big pieces Mm-hmm. While the little pieces are kind of brushed aside and they're because they're not as sexy, they're not as ratings grabbing. And and I think we put an unfair amount of responsibility on people rather than responsibility of those in power, of those who are, you know, giving us this information, of those who are making these decisions. Because yeah. you know, you know who did know that McConnell blocked a hundred plus judges? Hillary. The Hillary Clinton campaign. They yeah. knew that. Did they say anything about that? Did they make that a part of their campaign? Did they make that a big sexy point? No. So I, I do think like, yeah, I understand what you're saying about these progressive ideals. But if you look at the polling and, you know, I watch Axios, I would recommend to everyone to watch Axios. I think Axios does a really good job of bullet points it's a lot less editorial than how news has become now. Like, you know what I mean? Like how like news now, like if you like go to the New York times, it's more opinion pieces than actual, like here's Mm -hmm. what happened. Mm -hmm. I think why I really enjoy reading Axios and it's spelled a X I O S is they just give you bullet points of being like these, this are the details of what happened. Here's what's happening with this Israel Sudan deal. Here's what you need to know. And I find that to be so much more helpful because I'm able to see the bigger picture with the smaller details. And I watched this Axios interview that they did. They also have a live show on HBO. Or not a live show, but they do a show on HBO uh, every other Monday. And they had an interview with Ilhan Omar, which was so intriguing of her saying, it's interesting to me that we think that any of these progressive ideals are going to be a fight or that they're going to be hard to push. When if you look at the data... If you look at the, um, what do they call those? Exit interviews mm-hmm. from every single election in recent years. All of these progressive ideals are popular. Yeah, they They're are. They're all popular. They're all popular. Yeah. So, so to me, I think it's, again, it's not a lack of knowledge of the electorate in terms of them being unwilling. I think it is truly a lack of presentation. Yeah. And when I said electorate, I think I misspoke when I more meant the Democratic body, Um, not necessarily the electorate, uh, but the body uh, that makes me upset that that wasn't a talking point. Because Mm -hmm. if it's not a talking point by people who know what's going on, it's not going to be a talking point by people who are voting. Yeah. Um, I think that is 100 percent accurate. And and you're right. These are popular ideals. And, you know, the whole the whole thing about educate yourself. Right. Well, yes, that is true. But also it's hard to educate myself when I don't know the education that I'm looking for. Um, Yeah. 
and or if you think about the resources for said education exactly you know the resources for a privileged kid uh and of any color but especially a privileged white kid is going to be different than uh, you know who has financial resources it's going to be different than the resources for a kid growing up on the south side of chicago who is barely scraping by in lower class you know that the resources are different yeah um it's the reason why if you're a sports fan you know lebron doesn't play in his actual high school's district he goes to play in the district where the resources are better and the scouting can come and so you know like these are the things that anyway i'm rambling the thing that i'm trying to say is if we would have known <laughs> if we would have known that yo all these popular progressive ideals even if we fight for them even if we get them can easily be struck down in the 100 plus 200 plus court seats that this next president can appoint that's valuable information to know as a voter yeah and if you don't let me know that then i don't know the consequences of this election <laughs> you know I, I i don't you can't right and, and and in many ways that's what a lot of progressives fight and, and argue about it and not and fight and argue is the wrong word but that's the problem is we keep fighting for a side that is barely doing enough to warrant our fucking fight. Uh, we keep fighting for a side that can't even tell us what's going on with the elected officials that we put into office. You know? It's a catch-22. Because I think sometimes we see an overcorrection um where we put it all on elected officials and take it all off of the voter and by that i mean the person who says um i have nothing to do with the stuff going on i'm not going to vote i saw this I saw this tweet. I'm not going to vote. I hope y'all like, because I don't want to be, I'm going to paraphrase this. Um, I'm not going to vote. And therefore, and he did say this, whatever happens is not my fault. I think that's a dangerous notion. Um, That's a dangerous notion. Listen, if you're not going to vote, more power to you. But the notion that not voting absolves you from the things going on around you, when you are informed of knowing what's going on around you, mm. it doesn't work like that. And maybe that's just my opinion. You can have it, both of you guys can have a different opinion. I'm interested to hear it. That's my opinion. It doesn't I'm work not like interested that. to hear Matt's opinion at all. <laughs> uh, well, sorry, Matt. I was, but Edgar's not, so I have to listen to Edgar. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but you know, you know, you, you can't 
have the cake and ice cream and you can't have your cake and ice cream too, whatever the fucking phrase is you were gonna say you can't have your cake and ice cream well you did say that that's, Which that is, is what exactly what I said. You can't. That's have, insane. That's not the phrase, and yeah, I want to break down it? just that. Hold on, I just want to break you down. Can that have metaphor. your cake and you. You can't, you can't have, have your cake, cake and, eat, and it eat it too. That is the yeah. phrase. But Which I want to imagine what the phrase means in your head of you can't have your cake and ice cream too. You only get one <laughs> dessert. You, know, you can only you can't have, have it all. Dessert. You can't have it all. Is 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 what I'm saying? You know, you can either but, have the cake or the I, ice cream. <laughs> You can't have it both ways, <laughs> essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people who out who think that that you can. I I think that you can personally. Okay. Uh, I, I, I allow my uh, or I let me rephrase that. I think we need to get out of this binary. Maybe that's more, more so what I'm trying to say, uh, and which is why I want to go back to the cake and ice cream thing. Because I think it works better for my point. I've been talking to my cousins a lot lately. And there's a frustration that they feel that I think you and I, Jaquise, have experienced, but no longer experienced because of the jobs that we hold and the area which we live in and the people that we keep company. Uh, whereas in, they are living in these communities that they are watching become completely disserviced, completely ignored, and then at the same time blamed for what's happening, mm-hmm. that I can understand the reluctance or even lack of inspiration to vote, right? Oh, like, I can understand that too. Yeah. So for me, it's not about having it both ways. It's that they're being punished both ways. They're being yeah. punished for not eating the cake and they're being punished for not eating the ice cream. Yeah. And it's just like, nigga, what do you want from me, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you think about someone who, you know, most of my cousins live in Georgia or Florida. So they live in states that may go red and often on the internet and in popular opinion are dismissed as stupid people. Where we're not taking into account gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. We're not taking into account foreign efforts of voter suppression mm-hmm. we're not taking into account the purposeful destruction of educational resources in those areas mm-hmm. so they're saying they're being like what the fuck is voting for biden gonna biden gonna do for gwyneth county that's what mm-hmm. they are gwyneth sorry not gwyneth gwyneth county that's literally what my cousin sebastian is was arguing on a family thread and i think for us and I and I am willing to say, Jaquise, that you and I are coastal elites. Anyway, we want to slide, slice it, we are. It's hard for us to do this sort of hand wringing from our positions of we live in a state that's going to go blue no matter what. We live in the closest to a liberal utopian ideal and say, hey, the way that you're living and the way that you're voting and the way that you're doing is it's stupid and you should vote the way that we're doing while ignoring that. A lot of the ways that we live, and I don't even think about this for Gwinnett County. I think about this for people who live in the middle of the country who are watching their factories get shut down. People who, you know, live in coal country who are watching coal jobs go away and they're not being told any sort of 
realistic, not realistic, any sort of concrete plan of where the next jobs are going to be com- coming from by local sources or anything like that. And we're hand wringing at them and we're, we're, we're wait, we're, uh, waving our fingers and saying the way that you vote or your choice not to vote or your choice of candidate is stupid without really offering them any solutions. I think that that was my big issue with 2016. And I'm seeing it sort of happening again of like, the reason why a lot of these people voted for Trump outside of, or the reason why so many of these people who, again, if you look at it, a lot of these people who voted for Trump voted for Obama in 08 at least some 08 and 12 is because again they're watching their way of life be destroyed and no one's talking about them mm-hmm. no one's talking about them right what are we talking about trump's tax returns we're talking about um whether or not he sucks putin's dick we're talking about you know his racist rhetoric and all that stuff, which again are valid things to discuss. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you're losing your job, when you're watching your kids die of opioid crisis, when you're seeing your community lose all of its resources and someone saying, fuck that guy, he's racist. Fuck that guy. He's misogynist. Although I understand that I'm looking at those people being like, well, don't you care about people in cages? They're looking at me being like, don't you care that I'm losing my job? And I see a lack of empathy on, and I hate this. I hate, I'm going to sound, I, I understand that it's not the wokest take and it's not the easy take on Twitter, but I see a lack of empathy on both sides. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say that. And um, there is parts of all elections where, you feel like well, who's talking to us, right? Yeah, um, and I'm seeing it from black. I'm seeing it from my black friends who live in the south, my black cousins. I'm seeing it from white people online. Like I'm seeing it when I go on Ask a Trump Supporter on Reddit. Like I'm just looking at what people are talking about, and all I see is everyone in the world. And it, you know, reminds me of maybe my own relationship. Is everyone's going? I feel unseen. I feel unseen, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, how can everyone feel like they're unseen? Mm-hmm. Uh well, I mean that you can if nobody's seeing you, except the people who are also in the same situation that you are in. <laughs> you know, if those are the only people seeing you, then you can easily feel like the ones who so you know quote unquote have the power, uh, and the ones who quote unquote are being represented by the ones who have the power don't see you um and that feeling can lead to what's the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing's gonna change right nothing's gonna change so what's the point if i may sure here's what i think the point is um First of all, I don't know. I'll say that. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm also living in the same world that the rest of us are living in. 
that seemingly changes every day. Um, I think pretending like you do know leads you to stop seeking information um, to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know what the point is. I know what the point is for me. And I know what I hope the point is as we go toward the next phase <clears throat> in our country. Um, I for a long time have felt that we cannot get to where we want to go by going further away from that ideal. And the overall thought process of that is, even if we vote for somebody who is quote-unquote closer to where we want to go, they're still so far away that it's still never going to come touch me, right? Um, and I, you know, and, and we also are fighting with the aspect of I'm tired of having faith. I'm tired of having the hope that this time, this fight will be the fight that finally shifts the balance toward, you know, me thinking about them thinking about us. Mm-hmm. I get that. I do. Um, there are a lot of things, in my opinion, that will be at stake here. Um, things that I think if are struck down, things like social equality for the, you know, for gay marriage, for instance, um, you know, that's one very, I don't want to say small part, but that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people bring up. So I'll bring that up because that is a common, uh, thought process. I, I, I can't, I can't with my brain say nothing is going to change when I can see that if we let this current administration in, certain things will for the worse. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, I, I, I'm not here to preach that voting for Biden is going to make everything better. But I do believe that this current administration will make things worse. And when we get to the next administration, we will have more shit to fight for than we do right now. I know that's not an inspiring thought. I know that's not something that... It's like, well, what does that do for me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I do think, you know, like, listen, I think the mistake that we're making right now is the same mistake we made in 2016. This is all about no Trump, no Trump, no Trump, as opposed to what can I do for you? Um, and in many ways, a lot of things have to do with that. The media, Trump is a smart person. Trump knows that the media helps him. 
Yeah, because, you know, as long as they're talking negatives about him, they're not talking about positives for Joe. Exactly. So as much as he screams fake news, fake news, fake news, he does that to keep himself in the news. Yeah. Um, He's not dumb. I got in this argument with somebody, like, toward the beginning of his presidency. He was like, he's a dumb motherfucker. And I was like, that is the biggest mistake that you can think is that I, Donald Trump is a dumb person. <laughs> I do think he's a dumb person. I think the people around him are incredibly intelligent. I don't think him personally is intelligent. I think he's intelligent. And I think because I think we have to look at intelligence in different ways. I think he's intelligent because even when being dumb, because he's proven that he's not smart, but I think like intelligence is also surrounding yourself with people who are going to carry out whatever mission you want them to carry out in that day. Yeah. But he hasn't done that either. That's, that's one of the reasons why, that's one of the reasons why I think he's dumb is uh, if you look at his original cast of cabinet members, uh, they're either in jail or fired. So for me, that's why I'm just like, he's not smart. I think uh, for me, there's people around him that are very intelligent and understand policy in a way that they're manipulating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you can point to times when he has gotten in the way of their plans and they've had to redirect him. Uh, you know, uh, you, I, I think he's well coached. Uh, honestly, that's what I think about him. That could be the case. I mean, you know, the big thing is a lot of people say, the fact that he isn't co- he's like uncoachable because he's such a he's such a wild card blah blah yeah. blah i think one thing that he is is charismatic yes i i would agree with you on that. um he's charismatic and he knows how to use that he knows how to be the face of a movement yes i, I think he's an incredibly skilled populist and that's not easy to do no um, that's very hard to do. Reagan <laughs> is funny. The only thing that truly replaced Reagan's Reaganism is Trumpism. Yeah. Um, Reagan in in his charismatic way, the actor that he was, uh, created a movement that lasted thirty plus years. He created an illusion of ideals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm not saying that's just one single person alone. But no, but he he did, he was the face of a certain kind of conservative. Yeah. But m- my argument as to why Trump isn't smart is because he's completely undone that. And no one is more aware of that than re- Republicans, which is why we're seeing moves such as racing to put Amy Coney Barrett or as yeah. I like to call her ACB, which I will call her ACB. I think not calling her by an acronym is incredibly fucking stupid. Uh, it, people being like, I will never disgrace RGB by calling her ACB. I want to say right now, shut the fuck up. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Um, but I, I, I think that conservatives are realizing, and again, please watch Axios because the other interview they had on that episode was with Ted Cruz, where he made it incredibly that. clear that he was aware of the fact that his party had sold its soul yeah. and completely transformed its identity for years to come. Um, I agree with you on Trumpism. I just don't 
think it's going to have the uh, historical value that not historical value, but like we the way we talk about saying. the way we talk about Reaganism, we talk about it in a high mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, it's talked about in a political. Look. It's still talked about in a political conservatism and social as well. But conserv, it's still talked about in political ways. Whereas Trumpism, there is no political backing for it because no achieved anything, and it's not respected. It's not respected. Yeah, it's only accomplished Trump, one thing, which is getting into the White House. Trumpism, I mean, also the judges, but yeah, yeah. Trumpism and what's going on right now will take a huge blow if he loses this election. I'm not saying it'll disappear, because it won't, because racism never does. Um, and emboldened racism comes in waves, unfortunately. Um, but the whole MAGA, uh, you know... A lot of it started during the Bush, Bush administration, but and then a Tea Party came up, and you know it kind of came to a head with where we are right now. He's more a symptom than the actual cause, but a lot of that will take a huge blow when you compare it to the emboldened way that they will act if he wins. When you compare the two, is night and day. Um. In a way that we haven't really seen before. And yes, in a way that we haven't seen in recent time. Um, I know there are a lot of grandparents out there who's like, nigga, we saw this shit in the 60s. And that's unfortunately very sad that we're still talking about it in the 20s, 2020. Um, I don't know. We're, we're, we're kind of rambling. I, I, I do want to say this. If you have not voted yet, and you're on defense and you don't know if you want to vote if it's worth it I think one thing that and this may be unfair in many ways it probably is unfair for me to say um like are, can we make one more sacrifice type thing right that's unfair I I think I, I I'm not I'm not gonna act like it's not, but some of the things that I think we are dealing with right now, and 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 uh, and the decades worth of things that we are gonna have to deal with because of these four years, I don't want to see them get worse. Yeah. And I'm not here to say that if Biden gets elected, they won't get worse. I don't know. I think a big part of me doesn't think they will. I'm not here to say that I think they, you know, everything will be roses and black people will stop getting killed on the street and all. But I do think in the political terms, you know, the economy will do better. Some jobs will come back. There are things that will get better. And hopefully we will be able to lobby as a electorate and put the people in office, put more progressives in office in Congress and things like that. I hope that with this, we never take an inactive stance 
again um, as a full electorate when it comes to putting the people in office who are going to best represent us. Um, and there, you know, I, the thing about this is there's just so much, it's hard. It's hard. Just, I, my thing is, you know, it's easy for me to say, just vote. Um, even as Edgar put it as a coastal elite, but even as a coastal elite, I'm looking at the barrel of, you know, if in four years my mom will be able to marry who she wants to. Uh, if my mom, as somebody who's chronically ill, will have the care that's going to keep her alive for another term. Um, if <laughs> if the people who I grew up with uh, will be able to survive. Um you know, there's a lot of things that I, even as a coastal elite, that I look at the barrel of, and I fear, and I worry about people that are close to me, um, the people who I care about, who their immediate survival, I feel like, is on the line more than it would be if this administration was not in office. Um and I would love a glimmer of hope that something will change. And I think it starts at the, and I think it does start at the booth. Um, I think it does and it can start at, at, at the voting booth. Voting down ballot, you know. Uh, the presidential election is nice and dandy, but voting for those down ballot, can, down, down ballot candidates and voting in the midterms and and all these things voting for getting to know your judges getting to know you know the people who are making decisions on a congressional and making decisions on a in your neighborhoods and like all these things i we i we it starts there and and the fight doesn't end. So make your voting plans. Be prepared to stay in line for a long ass time. I hate that. I hate that you have to. But uh, if you can vote safely and comfortably, I hope you consider doing it tomorrow and on election day and every election after that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll- for me. Uh, oh, sorry, Matt. No, you go. No, you go. Well, I was just going to say that it's also like, obviously, this presidential election is like what we're talking about the most. But also, make sure you vote down ballot. There's like a lot of things that you should be paying attention to, like when you're voting. Obviously, like the president is, I guess, chief among them. Uh, But if you really also want to make up impact locally, look into the local propositions, look into who's running for your city council and things like that and vote, uh, uh, you know, vote your conscience. But that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree, Matt. Uh, uh, that That's kind of similar to my message. And, you know, uh, Ilhan Omar said something that I, I, I've really been focusing on stuff that she said because, you know, she is a rare progressive in the Midwest. Like, when you think about how progressive she is and the fact that she comes from a Midwest state is so fascinating. Like, again, I, I really like AOC. But 
I'm not as impressed with her winning. You know, you're progressive who won with the Bronx. Oh, great. Uh, New York City is incredibly liberal. Um, that being said, she said, we shouldn't pretend as if there's not another Trump lurking in the shadows waiting to come back. And, you know, to that, my, I think what she's trying to say is there's a lot of inaction that's possible with a Biden win. And, you know, we have no idea if he will win or not. But I, I think that that's so true of there's a lot of inaction possible mm-hmm. if Biden wins of being like, well, we got rid of the big bad. So he's gone. So this. And I don't want to cut you off, Edgar, but before you go too deep, I, I want to drive home that exact point. Uh, there was a lot of inaction after Obama won, too. Yeah, that's that's after that's, after the Bush that's exactly you know, presidency. The, that's exactly the point that I wanted to make. And look where that got us. It so, got us to Trump. <laughs> it got us to Trump. So my point to that being is this anxiety that you feel, this fear that you feel, this uneasiness, uh, 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 the lack of ability to rest. I guess the word for that would be restlessness. Turn turn that into something for the next four years, regardless of who wins. Because right now, Biden has plans, but they're not actions. Because one, he hasn't won yet. And two, like like he said, there's going to be a lot of roadblocks. But those actions are possible on the local and state level. For example, we live in the state of California. When shit was time to shut down, we shut the fuck down. Why? Because we have at least here in Los Angeles County, elected local officials who listen to scientists. So basically what I'm saying is we can have, because of the way that America is designed, we can have the country we want to have within our own state, even if it doesn't exist on a federal level. For example, after this, I'm going to go smoke a big fat blunt. You know who can't do that? Somebody who lives in Texas. But I can because, again, we can, can make the country we want to live in within the state that we exist in. Obamacare, as we understand it, do you know where it comes from? The state of Massachusetts. The state of Massachusetts already had the plan. They just copied it or expanded on it and created that for the nation. So like Matt is saying, vote down ballot because you can create the country that you want to live in on a local level, on a county level, on a state level, and then we'll get it to the federal level. Yeah. Um, you know, vote your conscience. I guess. Um, always. But um, you know, we we are hoping for a Biden win, and that's not an endorsement of saying again that we think Biden is going to change everything because again. Trump is nothing but a symptom of a cause that of a of a disease that is ongoing in this country, uh, politically and socially. And, you know, I want to talk about the actual voting day before we wrap up again. If you've already voted and you are able to make yourself a vessel of service 
in any way, whether yes. that is donating uh, pizza to the polls is a good option. It, it, it sends pizza to polls that are long because the polls lines are going to be long. Take a chair, take a book, take music, listen to some of our back catalog, listen to Scam Goddess, shout out to her on Team Coco. Now, like, listen to your favorite podcast. Um I don't, I don't know. Learn the electric slide. I don't fucking know. Like something, go get out there and and go entertain some motherfuckers at the polls. You know, don't be afraid of the rhetoric coming from uh, the Trump campaign of poll watchers and and people who are going to try to scare you out of your vote. Um, do not, do not. Your vote is yours. You will be safe. Um. If your partner's voted or a friend has voted and or a friend hasn't voted and you have and you have the day off, shit, go hang out with them for a couple hours if they're yep. going to be in the six, seven, eight hour long line, you know, yep. especially in the swing states and the battleground states. Have I a plan to be your a main vessel point, of service. Sorry, go ahead. Now, to your main point, Jaquise, uh, just because you voted doesn't mean that the work's done already. There are so mm-hmm. many things that we can still do. Yeah. It is. So many things that we can still do. Look into doing them. You got 24 hours. (laughs) You got two days. All right. Make them count. Make them count like they haven't counted before. I think we're going to see the most voter turnout that we've ever seen um, in a general election. Mm -hmm. And then take care of your fucking mental. Once you get home and the polls start coming in, and they close, and the numbers start coming in. Take care of your mental, because it might be a long-ass election. Uh, There is going to be a lot of rhetoric. Take care of yourselves, and your brains, and your friends, and your family. Hope for the worst. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. (laughs) Um, Honestly. And trust no one who says, I knew this was going to happen, no matter what happens. Because ain't nobody know shit except for me. Because I guarantee you a 72-foot Jesus will be doing the electric slide on 1600 Pen. <laughs> and not just like at the... He's going to be doing it on top of the White House. On top of the White House. And he's going to have some friends. Peter. Mm-hmm. Paul. You know the gang. Uh, Josiah. Who the or, hell is Josiah? No, no. Uh, you mean Judas. The, Judas. Oh, Judas. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you meant just Josiah, the child king from the Old Testament? <laughs> he he might be that's there, too. A, that's a deep cut, Jaquees, that you know Josiah, the child king. <laughs> <laughs> he might be there, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we bringing all the friends, baby. Bring a friend. Yo, listen, that, too. If you are going to vote, text five people who you think may not, or if you don't know, and say, listen, bro, just come with me. Fuck it. What, what do you got to lose? If they say the worst that will happen is they say no. But the best that'll happen is they'll say yes, and they'll come, and they'll keep you company, uh, and then we can witness Jesus and Josiah uh, fucking doing the Casper slide right over the top that hump on the White House. Don't the White House have a hump? Yeah, like it in a, the middle, it has, it has a little hump in the middle. Uh, again, that is Josiah the Child King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he is in either the first of Kings Josiah. or Second Kings, not the oh, Book okay. of Josiah. <laughs> that's what we got to say um 
I'm going to give a special shout out Queen of the Week right now to the same voter block that always comes through, black women. That's right. <laughs> always, 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 always coming through for us, even though people ain't coming through for them. Um, so I'm giving a special shout out to those Queens of the Week. Um, and that's it, man. Go vote. This is it. At Jaquise Neal on all social media. At Edgar Montplazier on Twitter, awful Graham on the Graham. At I want to run this by you real quick, Jaquise. Uh, mm-hmm. I went. A, a friend told me that I should change my Instagram name because if I already suffer from low self esteem, why do I have an Instagram name that singles signals that I'm awful? Mm. Mm. Change it to Good Graham. <sighs> I'm sticking with it because of that stupid okay. fucking suggestion. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I'm That's nice. Fair. I'm a good person, Graham. Yes. I have and- worth, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Change to that for a day. I have worth, Graham. <laughs> Someone's going to take awful Graham in that day. <laughs> <laughs> they will. You'll be salty. Uh, Matt, is there anything you want to add before we get out of here? I know you uh, said with your piece, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, just just vote. You know, it's it's obviously it's shit's crazy right now and it's not going to be easy if you haven't done it already. Um, But I promise you, you will feel better if you did. I, I remember the first time I voted. I mean, I'm a nerd, so I was excited to do it. And I've been excited to do it every single time, even when it's not been um, an exciting uh, candidate, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so just go and vote. You'll just be glad you did it. And I mean, I'll say it again. Look down ballot because yes. you it's necessary. You need to. There's just things going on in your city, in your state that you need to be aware of. Last point I'll make. Wear a fucking mask. Yes. Bring extra masks for anybody around you who doesn't have one on. Water. Yeah, take care well. of your people. Bring water. Hand sanitizer. Sanitizer. Bring some snacks. Bleach, it's the cure. It's the cure. Oh but wear the mask. Give mask. If you have extras and somebody doesn't have one, give it to them uh, as well. And be safe. Stay socially distant. And, uh, you know, especially in the places where the virus is surging. I know it's daunting. But if you're comfortable and even if you're not, if there's going to be any reason you take a risk, this could be one. If it's not, I get it. If you have a mail-in ballot and you haven't, go drop it off. Don't put it in the mail, especially now. It's the day before the election. Go drop it off. At, you can find how you can. Get on the fucking internet and find how you can drop it off where it gets counted. All right? That's it. That's the last thing. Peace, niggas. Peace, niggas.